Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the modalidade on BTV, you can now catch the recaps and also modalidade talk on Befigan Pennant, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befigan uh, Pennant the only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Benfica Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão um culto. É que a gente quer que crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão para a explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Befica podcast, episode number 426. My name is Alfredo with me as always. Cristiano Oliveira, Cristiano, what's happening, my brother? What's happening, man? I was thinking about pulling an injury um, for this podcast, but I was told that, you know, two would not be the limit. You could still carry on, so I decided to participate. Nice, nice one. I like it. Bonilla. Dave, what's happening, my Dave? Nothing much. Good to be back on here. I think Alfredo can carry the both of us, uh, Chris. The one is the minimum. We can't do it without Alfredo, but uh, good to be back on here tonight. Yes, sir. Good, man. So, yeah, so as if you guys have already uh, heard, and uh, if you weren't uh, under a rock, you know uh, everything that went on this past uh was it Friday that we played uh, Saturday? Saturday, Belenins Sad, um, and it was it was um, it was it was sad. It was sad, um, but I, I I have to say that I'm not surprised. But before we get into that, let me just tell you what we have on tap for you tonight. So we'll have the recap of the Belenins Sad uh, half a game, if you will. Uh, we'll also look ahead to uh, the Portuguese Cup draw that uh, gave us uh, Porto. Uh, and we'll look ahead to the derby, the derby that happens this Friday uh, at Stade Luge against uh, Zbording, as Cristiano likes to, to mention. Um, so anyway, let's uh, let's get right into this uh, this uh, Be Sad. Um, you got to say hello. Hello and to we'll, the Freddies. And welcome Sorry. to all the Freddies. I mean, they're the most important part of this whole chat of the podcast i mean yeah no you you have to uh keep control of that i do i do i try i see we got cesar says you are taylor what's up taylor bruno rodriguez another says you are oh it's the same one was it? 
We got two Rodrigues, Sérgio Rodrigues and Bruno Rodrigues. How do you know it's Rodrigues? How do you know it's not Sérgio Raul, Sérgio Rostovski, Sérgio Rostovski, last time. It's já foste. It's all, it's já foste. Yeah, já foste Rodrigues. O Panaminha que o gajo não se identifica the proper way. For the longest time, always knows já foste. Yeah, that's right. So that's the guy that was supposed to send us the t-shirts, right? Oh my God. You're coming in time for Christmas. Christmas. The Black Friday special. Big Love you, big, Sergio. Big shout out to um Carlos to, to Cesar, who is on the other side of the planet, uh in uh in Australia, mate. And Carlos is always here. Uh Rizkowski, <laughs> Sergio Rizkowski. Rizkowski já foste. Yeah. So Cristiano, can I go? Uh yeah, Carlos, what's up? Yeah, bora, bora. You you do what you gotta do, and I'll just keep it. I'll pay attention to the chat. That's my new yeah. job. Dave's gonna talk today. <laughs> uh, well, I I guess I could give you a timeline, right? So um during the week or towards the end of the week we found out that uh the Bolnish or Bolnish sad I should call him B sad because I shouldn't even use the name Bolnish B sad um we found out that there were some cases and as further tests went on um more players showed up positive uh for for B sad so the the whole thing it was is this this game going to get canceled uh, at some point Obviously, all the Benficistas understanding what happened last season before the Nacional game, or or right when Benfica asked if the game could be postponed, the Nacional said no. So every Benfica said, "Oh hell no!" Uh, if Besad wants to to cancel the game or postpone the game, we we, we will not stand for it. We're gonna go. We're, we're gonna play. We're gonna be treated just like we were uh, treated last season. So. As time developed and as the situation got worse and, and more news came came in um, in the in the aspect of finding out uh, more contagion, uh, and on top of it, it was the new variant. So apparently, a player that had traveled to was it South Africa? I want to say um, came back uh, and uh, infected uh, most of his his teammates. Um, so as time goes on, Thursday, Friday. Uh, the Besad uh, president, who, by the way, is a Dragão de Ouro, if you don't know what a Dragão de Ouro is, then look that up, um, said that he wasn't uh, asking for the game to be postponed. I mean, this is Besad uh, talking, right? This is not Benfica saying, uh, well, we should ask for the game to be postponed because we don't think it's fair. No, never did Benfica mention anything like that. And I think that has to come from Besad. That request has to come from Besad. But Benfica never request, never got any requests. Neither did the league. As a matter of fact, the, the president of Besad, he said, no, we're, we're going. We're, we're going to the game. So I think up until Saturday morning, um, everybody was really on edge. Is this game going to happen? Is the game not going to happen? Uh, so long story short, um, Besad lined up with nine players, um, one of one of which was uh, a goalie on the field, obviously, uh, and no subs, obviously, uh, and that's how the game started. Um, the league didn't think that they should they should annul the game or, or postpone the game or stop the game from from happening. Uh, Benfica did his job uh, because had Benfica not shown up or Benfica refused to play, there's a good chance that Benfica was going to um, get penalized for it, right? Uh, I don't even think that Benfica knew uh, how many players Bolognese had 
because the rosters, which usually, or, or the starting 11s, which usually come out like an hour before kickoff, I think were out, I want to say maybe 30 minutes before kickoff. Uh, and there was a lot of people saying, "Oh, if Bifico knew they were going to play against nine players, maybe they should have they should have uh, played the the B team, or they should have played their 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 reserve team, or or the guys that don't get a lot of playing time." Ladies and gentlemen, Benfica prepares this game the whole week. Okay, we go to game with the plans that were planned out during the week, with the training that took place during the week. Benfica goes; they need to win this game. They need to win this game because, you know, we got a big derby coming up, and we went to we need to keep up with the with the front runner. So Befica just did what they were supposed to do. Uh, so lo and behold, game got started. Um, things got got ugly right from the start. I think what like three minutes in, um, there was already a, a known goal by by Bisad, um, and then things just just um, one minute in was was inside the first minute. And then things just just got out of control. Uh, Befica obviously lined up with their strongest eleven: Vlaco Dimus, Almeida, Otamendi, Vertonghen, uh, Lazaro on one side, Grimaldo on the other, Weigel and João Mario in the middle, Rafa, Darwin behind Seth. Um, so Befica just just did what they were supposed to do. Uh, it's not really Befica's fault that the team only had nine players to play, um, and certainly it's not Befica's fault that the league did, decided not to intervene. The DGS or Direção Geral de Saúde also decided not to intervene because they f- felt that all the protocols were being um, were being followed in terms of isolating players, in terms of the testing that was going on, in terms of exp- waiting for the, the that last test results to come in before the game. All the protocols were taking place. So if anything, if anyone uh, needed to intervene in this, it, it would be the league, uh, and they didn't. Uh, and then we found out that the league has now uh, opened up an, an investigation to wrongdoing. Uh, we're gonna they gonna investigate themselves. But anyway, um, look, it's 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 a sad day for Portugal. Uh, I think that the game was was news to to the whole world, the whole football world at least. And and obviously, uh, Benfica doesn't come out of this uh, smelling too good, regardless of of whether or not. Uh, they did everything by the book and everything that was asked of them. Uh, so not a, definitely not a good look worldwide. But as Befikistas, I think, and especially for me, I think that Befika did what they were supposed to do. Um, Cristiano, you and I were, were talking about it before the game took place. And I, I told you at first I, I didn't want the game to be uh, postponed or, or delayed because, because of what happened last season. But then I'm thinking, well... What if all of a sudden we got three, four players that get positive, that pick up COVID, and now all of a sudden we got a problem in our own squad? <sighs> all valid points by you, uh, by you, Alfredo. Capitan, we're all used to all the valid points coming out of your mouth here on the podcast. And Dave's, but not so much mine. That being said, um, this is a whole bunch of Yada, 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 white noise. That's what it sounds like to me. I understand all the reasons as to why Benfica should have been, you know, uh, been very careful regarding this game. But at the end of the day, look, the one that's the biggest Mickey Mouse in this whole situation is the league. 
the league needed to step in. But at the same time, I totally understand. They have set a precedent from last season when that game, as you mentioned before, when Mefica had a bunch of players infected against Nacional and they said, no, the game must go on. And so whether you like the decision or not, I think that's based on what they were making these decisions on because they, you know, if they decided to postpone this game, it would have seemed as if they went against Benfica last year and they're favoring Bisa this year. Not the easiest of decisions, but then again, that's what these guys get paid the big bucks for. That's what these leaders of these leagues are putting these positions to do, which is make the tough decisions. And at the end of the day, the least culprit in this whole situation is Benfica by a wide margin. And anyone attacking Benfica is absolutely clueless. They're doing it out of spite. They're doing it for because, you know, they hate Sport Lisboa Benfica. All the blame needs to absolutely be put on the league, absolutely be put on Guimarães. You can't tell me that a professional soccer team in a first division, we're not talking about professional soccer team in third division. We're talking about first division, call it what you want. At the very worst, the sixth, you know, of ranked campeonato in all of Europe. You're telling me that such team cannot field 11 players. You're telling me that such team cannot go to their B team, to their U23 team, to their U19 team, and find an additional four or five kids. Are you telling me that? It makes absolutely no sense. I think they knew very well what they were doing. They understood if they went to the B team and the juniors and they fielded the 11 with another four guys on the bench, the news, the headline would have just been, you know, team Portuguese team uh, had to play with, uh, you know, their B team due to COVID. Right. And it would have been like, yeah, OK, fine. Nobody would probably would have even clicked on that story. There would be no headline. Exactly. But then the minute you're playing with two goalkeepers, yada, yada, yada. And then in Portugal, it seems as if anything that has been Fika involved is an opportunity for everyone and their mother to attack. And that's exactly what they did here. They made a meal out of this. They knew what they were doing. And I don't feel bad for them at all. I'll let Dave speak. What, what, what am I supposed to add on to that, uh, Chris? Um, you said uh, that there sh- nobody should be attacking Benfica, but I know uh, I know there's people already in the chat saying uh, Sporting fans, Porto fans, and they said that Benfica should have kind of uh, let the foot off the gas and not made it seven nothing at halftime. But really, what was Benfica supposed to do? Uh, like Alfredo said, if Benfica is not playing the the match or making a, a mockery of it uh, as well, then we're in the position of losing uh, points. Overall, it was uh, a dark, uh, dark time in uh, Portuguese football, like uh, a lot of people have mentioned, but, but really Benfica uh, and I shared the same uh, sentiments as well. Nobody was there for Benfica last season when we had our, our COVID outbreak. So I was on board with not rescheduling this game and still am not on board with rescheduling this game if uh, B-Sad didn't have the uh, the uh, amount of players to play it 3 nothing 4 for it, get the 3 points but not not none of this rescheduling the the match and having the the match start over from what the the players are proposing now or or requesting because you know what where it's a, it's a global pandemic and uh, if you didn't have the the players you count it as a forfeit 3 nothing Look, I'm glad you mentioned what you mentioned before. And Alfred, I'm sorry to cut in, but I wanted to clarify something. I, I mentioned yesterday on my little segment, uh, the little BS chat we had on on, on uh, Spaces yesterday, myself and Bruno. Um, and I mentioned it then, and, I, and I'll mention it again now. I think the only criticism I really 
and, and I think it's being unfair. But again, if you had to put criticism, you had to criticize anything on Benfica's side. I think the only thing that I can't really defend to a certain extent is, yeah, I mean, I guess Benfica could have let their foot off the pedal. I think if Benfica wanted to come out of this looking pretty, they score three goals and then they pack it in. Because at the end of the day, for forfeit, it, it, that's that's the result. It's still a three nothing result. I think you do that, and then you just you know what you call a good night. I, I, and so, if you want to criticize that part of it, I can't kill you, and I kind of understand it. So, at the same time, look, they did what they had to do. As Alfredo mentioned, they prepared this whole week. They are very well aware that last year nobody felt bad for them, right? And so they they did what they had to do. At the end of the day, I think themselves feel the same way I just mentioned, the same way I do, and and, and you know, and what I mentioned just a few minutes ago, which was these guys have players. They chose not to call the players up, so it's on them. But I guess if there was some criticism, that would that would be it. I think I think the the funniest thing that I've heard, and and I think that that Taylor also says here, he says my cousin is a sporting fan, and he thought Benfica should have matched the amount of players on the field, <laughs> and that that is the most ridiculous thing, right? That that's that's sporting fans trying to justify something that they know Benfica is not at blame for, right? So wait, so what is this like a like a like a youth soccer game that uh, you know? Coaches take out the couple players so they can match up the other team that showed up because two other two other kids can't find the field. That happens to me all the time when I refute soccer. This is professional ball. Alfredo. There's a lot of money at stake here. What do I always say on this podcast? It's you big boys. It's big boy football. Put on your big boy pants and go out there. If you can't feel the team, forfeit and pay the ten thousand. The ten thousand. Poor ten thousand. Poor him with a little. The the ten dollar fine. That the league would, uh, you know, would hand you for not fielding a full. Come on, dude. At the end, it's big boy soccer. You're not going to take out players, bro. This is not little, as you stated, offer. It's not little kid soccer. At the end of the day, there's a lot at stake. There are coaching careers at stake. There are player careers at stake. There's championships at stake. Anybody else now talking this gibberish is exactly that. Sporting last season or the year before, whatever it was, when this whole stuff started in 2020, they played against the Vitoria Stubble that had like 16 players with a with the flu or whatever it may be. This is before COVID, so we don't know if they had COVID yet or not. But at the end of the day, they played against a team that was down a shitload of players due to some type of cold or flu or whatever, and they still went out there and beat them 3-1, to one, and nobody cry about it. Yeah. No, and and, uh, and Bruno Rodrigues brings up a good point here. Para mim foi tudo planeado para infectar os jogadores do Benfica para perder os jogadores para os próximos jogos. So, he says, for me, it's, it was all planned to infect uh, Benfica players to so Benfica could lose players for the following. I, You know, anything is possible. After all, this guy's a dragão de ouro. Uh, he says that Porto is above all for, for, for him. I'm talking about the president of Besad. Uh, so who knows? Who knows what was behind it? There's no logic to the decision that he made in not asking the league to cancel the game, understanding that he wasn't going to have enough players. And Cristiano, I do understand your point. He said he had 38 players available or 38 players registered that he was going to scrounge up enough players to be able to play. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And from what I understand, and I read, there was three players. Three or four. That, 
three or four that were that wanted to play, and he told he forbade him to play. Mm -hmm. So look, there's a whole big story behind it. Um, I hope the league uh, gets to the to the bottom of it. But but here's the thing, man. Knowing what we know about this this league and what a joke and Mickey Mouse leadership we have in this in this league, uh, it doesn't surprise me. It really did not surprise me that they allowed this game to play. I think it's okay. important to mention as well, Alfredo, that Benfica, because you I mean you brought up a valid point. I don't I don't think they're that malicious. I don't think they would go that far to try to plan this on purpose <laughs> to infect Benfica players. I'm just look, I'm I'm gonna give them the benefit of that. I think this is all to get attention and yada yada yada, but I don't think was with the intention of infecting anybody. That being said, it's important to mention that Benfica I believe it was yesterday, maybe today. Dave, you guys probably know. Every single one of the players was tested, and all of them came back negative. So it's important to state that as well, just to remind everyone that's listening and um, didn't know that the team was tested. So that's good news on that front. Yeah, no infections. Um, Apparently, Sporting played against uh, Tondela, who had four of their starters uh, with COVID, were out with COVID, and their, their goalie, the goalie that played in the game, Tested positive after the game. Tondela's goalie. Um, so look, uh, again, we're 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 looks like we're having another resurgence here on COVID. Um, all all the safety measures need to be um, followed and followed to a T. Uh, and look, I think I think that uh, Benfica kind of uh, is involved in this not by their own volition. If you will. No, I'll tell you, if it was Sporting and Porto involved in this, I'd be sitting back, my feet up, and just, you know, popping a popcorn and drinking some cold ones. I'd be enjoying this. But due to the fact that it's Benfica and they look for any little thing to blame Benfica for everything, um, it's a little bit annoying. Now, the league is an absolute joke. This is the the, the message. This is the, this is the image that we put out to the rest of the world. The league needs to be better. Rather than blame the teams, Blame yourself. You're the leaders in the house. You're the guys that have to make the final decision. At the end of the day, if Benfica, let's just say we go along with our rivals and say that Benfica had a lot more to do with this than what than what we're making it out to be, letting everyone out to know, you know, letting it out that we know about. If it is in fact true that Benfica's got that much power, well, then the league is wrong too. No club should have that much power over the league. The league should be making the best decisions for the league, regardless of what Benfica thinks, regardless of what Porto thinks, regardless of what Visa thinks. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, this is what league leaders do. They have to make the tough decisions, regardless of what everyone else thinks. Sometimes we don't think the decision is the right decision, but at the end of the day, if the decisions are made in the best regards of everyone else involved, and the safety protocols, hold on, it is what it is. You have to eat it. But as I mentioned before, they set that precedent last year with Nacional. This league did not step in, and they were wrong. Then it doesn't mean that they couldn't have they they couldn't have corrected the wrong before. But rather than correct things and put in and implement rules and put rules in place, and you know, and, and 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 so everyone around the world, and obviously the teams in Portugal at the end of the day, it's the most important thing that everyone understands what's going on, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen if this happens, if that doesn't happen. They don't have any of these protocols in place. They're an absolute freaking joke, and the fact that they're trying to blame the clubs. And the clubs are now pushing back and blaming them. And now they're opening up an own investigation on themselves. It's just all like, we're going to do a whole bunch of nothing, but we got to seem like we're doing something. So, you know, people look afraid when somebody's looking at us. We Looks like we're talking, but we're not saying nothing at the end of the day. 
That's what it's that's what it's about. It's an absolute freaking joke. The league. I don't know if the, I don't better. know if it makes a difference, but I heard the federation is going to be launching the investigation on the league. Whether that's it makes a difference or not, but uh, I heard it was the federation that was going to be running the the uh, the investigation, not the league themselves. Yeah, look, look um, there's there's definitely something wrong with with the pictures. So. Uh, but but look, I, I think that uh, Benfica has to feel confident that they did everything that they were supposed to and nothing that they weren't supposed to. Team showed up as scheduled. Team came out of the locker room for, for warm-ups. Team came out uh, on the field on time in the first half and the second half, uh, right? Whatever little time there was. But Benfica did everything that was supposed to, abided by the rules of the league. If there was anything that needed to be done here, would have been by the league. Second half, uh, we had like a 10-minute delay for the second half. Then only only seven players? Seven yeah. came out, two stayed in the locker room because obviously, as you know, Alfredo, you're a referee. You can play <laughs> with a minimum of seven. And then miraculously, as soon as the referee blew the whistle, a guy pulled the muscle before even taking a step. I mean, no, he, he, he hit the ball feet. long and he pulled. Oh, did he? I didn't. I wasn't even paying attention. Look, I I think that as Cristiano mentioned, the, I think the only thing that we could look at Benfica here is is perhaps the fact that they ran up the score. But like, this is big boy soccer. This is professional soccer. Uh, but here's the thing: when you see the posture. And the behavior of JJ during that first half, he basically just sat on a bench, crossed his legs, crossed his arms, and just like, we're just here because the league is making us be here. Bro. Uh, and if there's anything, it's probably maybe Benfica shouldn't have uh, celebrated the first couple goals with the exuberance that they did. That's the only thing that I could probably point at this Benfica. Darwin said, I'm going to get my rocks off on this. He's going to the camera. like He was excited. I mean... I stated this on I mentioned this on Twitter. I'll mention it here on the podcast. We know for a fact if we ever play against nine men, Darwin's the guy to go to because he is dominant against nine. He was padding the stats for sure uh, on that game. And uh Sefetovic, uh trying to get his confidence back after some uh midweek uh, misses in the Champions League, too. Hey, so, but go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, I didn't paying attention to this game leading up to the game until then obviously when the covid stuff came out the only thing i was worried about was like all right is there gonna be a game is it not gonna be a game so i didn't follow any of this leading up to the game even a pregame i just basically turned on the game as soon as it started that being said i had no idea what this president is i had no idea what the hell was going on and so <laughs> i see them walking off the field and this guy's in tears this guy's crying. You talking about an actor. That dude, not only should he win the Dragon Ouro once again, he should win the Portuguese Oscars, the the, the what is it, the Oscars, the, the Golden Globes. Gold, 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 gold. My man deserves it all. Okay? Um, the Emmys, that's what I was looking for. The Emmys, uh, Oscars, Antonio, Juan, whatever. He needs all of them. <laughs> that dude had me fooled because I'm like, damn, I feel bad for this dude. And then it struck me. Then I started thinking like, hmm. You mean to tell me this dude really couldn't find four June? I know. If you found me in the parking lot <laughs> with a gut in the whole nine, I'll be like, I'll risk, I'll risk a pull of hammy. I, I'm down. You telling me if you tell you tell him if you call up six U19 players and you tell him, look, you have an opportunity here. Look, there's the COVID scare, yada yada yada. Ba, 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 ba. But look, 
You're going to play against Sportage or Benfica. I mean, all those kids will line up. They'd run to the stadium. Forget about warming up. They'd be sweating. They'd, they'd break into a sweat by the time they get to that stadium from Belen. You're telling me they couldn't get any more guys there? Come on, dude. It was an absolute joke. The league is a joke. That dude, once I found out he was some Dragon the Yoda recipient, I, I knew this was he was making a meal out of this. And I thought it was just an embarrassment. I thought it was it was it was a very bad image to portray to the rest of of European football, not just European football, but the rest of the world watching this. And this is a joke. It is an absolute embarrassment. And everyone that had their hand in this decision, that had their hand in, in in whatever whatever the hell happened on Saturday, should get fired. Should be should step down. I mean, Stinho Vergonha in the cara, they will step down. Uh, but they don't. And that's what we've seen in Portugal. I mean, this is from politics to football. We've seen decisions that you and I will never understand. Um, people caught with their hands in the cookie jar. And somehow, some way, they get away with a slap on the wrist. And talk all these we don't miss. Virou disco e toca ao mesmo. He says, <laughs> no, Cesar brings up a great point. This is a play to take pressure out of port. They're being investigated for money laundry and fixing games. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's point. nothing new there, but here's the thing. How do we know that this Dragon Dior didn't call Pinto Costa said, do we do we play or don't we play? And Pinto Costa saying, ah, that's going to cause an impact. It's going to take the attention away from the investigation that they have. Play. We, we don't know. All I know is that, you know, when you do the search engine and you check out what your area, the most searched thing. And I know that Flights to Vigo is the number one search thing in Porto. The number one search on the end of Google's, yes, no matter the in Porto. I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. So, look, it is what it is. The the game apparently is, is finished because all the tables that I've seen count that game as being completed. So if you got the three points, seven to nothing uh, was the was the score. I mean, I don't know if that's even worth uh, remembering that. But but to me, the the minute that the the game w- was started, it was never going to be uh, an even match uh, for Benfica. So, um, bro, it would have it- been an even match if they had nineteen healthy players. Go, who are you joking? <laughs> who are you kidding? But uh, the the thing is that I I can't help but to to feel sad that Benfica was actually tied to one of the the darkest periods uh, or darkest moments I should say of uh, of Portuguese football you know how it is if you want to if you want to make a stand and you want to bring attention attention to something whether rightfully or wrongfully right you do it against the biggest bad boy in the yard and that's Benfica yeah. Now, uh, uh, Besad and the Dragon Dior want uh, the game to re- be replayed why you could replay it Replay the second half. Start well, they didn't port to Sturil. Wasn't it replayed? Started from the second half eight months later. Eight months when later. everybody was, no, it was like three months, but whatever. There's a rule, a league rule, like within 30 days, they played whenever the hell they wanted. And then they wound up winning that game three to one or whatever. And and by the way, at halftime, well, that was a long ass three month halftime. But prior to that second half, Porto repaid Sturil a $700,000 <laughs> debt that they had from I don't know how many years previous. So, hey, I don't know. We've seen funny things happen in Portuguese football. So if they want to kick it off from the 46 minute, you know what they do? The referee throws the ball up in the air because you said that guy kicked it and then he pulled the muscle and then they blow. So just throw it up in the air like Bolovar and uh, what a set the zero resume. But how does it work? Are they going to have to use substitutes to put 
because now they're down to six. So that means they need five guys. Does, does that count as substitutions? How does that work? Uh, I'm I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that game is will not be replayed. And if Benfica allows that game to be replayed, then the dummies. Throughout Bunch of that, dummies. Throughout the throughout the whole 45 minutes of that first half, a couple of my Lagarto friends. And I just kept laughing, like wankers, wankers, wah, wah. They kept texting me, this is bullshit. This should not be happening. Now imagine Porto Benfica Sporting all finished tied at the end of the year. And Benfica wins on goal differential because they score 14 today. Oh my God. No, like, dude, are you really like that's your concern right now? What are, and I said, dude, I trust me. Don't worry. Benfica will not be finished out with Sporting at the end of the year, bro. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but dude, you don't understand the crowd. I mean, there was I had to wear boots. Like those those, those boots that go all the way up to to your to your, you know, brillas. Right, because there's so much, there's so much shuro, there's so many tears, so much water. I was, I was in a flood. I was walking around with them big ass rubber ducky boots. It's a, it's a shame. Anyway, look, Vlaco Demos, Vlaco Demos told you he's the goalie from Benfica. Kept another clean sheet. Phenomenal. <laughs> it's 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 really a shame. And somebody was saying that Seth and, and Darwin need, need all the practice uh, that they can they get. <laughs> um anyway um turning our attention now to the portuguese cup draw that happened what uh on friday yeah that happened on friday benfica drew porto and benfica will go to the dragon on the 23rd of this of next month december uh well when you listen to this it will be tomorrow which is December. December well, unless 3rd. the Freds, the Freds were watching and listening right now. Thank yeah. you very much once again. Says it is already the December for him. Now, says it's like in January over there in Australia. They're so far ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, says, says it says it's so far ahead of us. He's, he's, he's ready for the replay. He's getting ready for the replay. <laughs> um, yeah. Drew Porto. And coincidentally, the week after that game, we also go to the Dragon for the league. So two back-to-back double-header play with Porto. So uh, we drew the 23rd. When's the second match? Isn't it seven 30th. days prior? Oh, it is, it's after. So It's yeah. after. It's going to be a bang. New Year's bang. Bang, bang. Bang. Bang, not, bang, chicka, boom. Oh, man, bums a bit. Bums a bit. It's going to be interesting. Cristiano, how interesting. What do you, you know, um, because it, it'll be a crucial moment in time. For 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 Benfica, obviously, because of the championship, but also um, there's a good chance if well if we lose the game, not a good chance, but if we lose the game, we'll be out of the Portuguese Cup, and that's that's pretty early. Yeah, and obviously every time we go out to the Dragon, we, we I don't know what it is. We we were intimidated, shit our pants. They hang guys from the bridge, and you know we're easily intimidated. Hopefully, you know uh, without the Mendy there. And these guys, you know, and <laughs> if, uh, I don't even know. We just, we need to play like men. We need to show up. I, I know last season we went in there. Uh, Otamendi was kind of going back and forth with some of their players and stuff like that. We need that attitude. Um, I know Porto fans criticizes very much for being, extent, you know, ecstatic. Uh, I should say over a draw, yada, yada. But it wasn't, I don't think any of us were ecstatic over the draw. We we're ecstatic at the way that Benfica stepped up and and battled these guys face-to-face as opposed to what we've seen, I think, in one of the games. I don't know if it was that game as well where Darwin kind of goes for a ball with Pep and he gets up and he's picking Pep up and stuff like We don't want any of that, man. This is obviously with all the problems going on in, in, in the world today, 
we shouldn't use these terms, the war, right? There's a war on the field because there's there, there's actually real wars uh, wars going on around the world. So it's a term that I like to use loosely, you know what I mean? Because, again, we have to put things into perspective. But at least for those 90 minutes on that field, it is a war um, between 11 guys on each side. And Benfica absolutely have to change this this culture, this mindset every time we go in there that we're underdogs and we're intimidated. And look, what better way to, you know, go there twice in a week, uh, finish out the year, you know, right before all the, the fireworks go off. And obviously that's the second game. Uh, we'll worry about that one after. But, you know, I just I just think that Benfica has to change that chip. And uh, we'll see. I mean, there's, 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 look, there's much more important games before that. We play a very important game this Friday against Bording. Was already crying. I don't know. They've been crying that nonstop ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, they'll be missing a couple of key players. Polina pulled a hammy or something. So he'll be missing that. That's a big miss. Even though last season we all saw what happened with the yellow cards. He played against us. I don't even know why he played. And, you know, they didn't need him in that one game. But, you know, we'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting times. Every time we play our rivals, man, it's it's exciting. We all get the goosebumps. We get the nerves, the butterflies. And so, um, you know, we just want to put this dark chapter behind us. We'll see what happens. Hopefully the league or the Federação Portuguesa, they do the right thing, Alfredo and Dave. And we'll get some type of real investigation, some some real punishment. You know, 300 euro punishment. I'm willing to 54 cents. 300 euros and 54 cents. 54 cents, yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. It, the uh, there's nothing going to come out of these investigations for like two, three years. You know that when Bisad is already re- relegated to second or third division, and then the investigation is going to become uh, complete. This is how it is. Remember, like Tarap got his Samadis. Samadis like eight years later. He got yeah. his punishment. Yeah, stuff like that. It, so, and it and it's and it's funny. The week that Otavio got COVID, he miraculously had the service. They came down with a punishment that week. You know, he's going to miss next two games. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, I mean, look, it's, it's, we, we, we love Portugal. We forget Commander. We forget Commander, too. Dave, Derby, first game out of seven games that Benfica will have to play in January. I mean, in December, very busy month of uh, December. What's, uh, give us some stats on this, um, on this sporting game. Uh, Sporting currently tied with uh, Porto with uh, 32 points from uh, 10 wins, true draws this uh, season. Um, it's going to be a showdown between the uh, league's top offense, uh, Benfica, with 34 goals scored, and the league's top uh, defense, with Sporting only conceding uh, four goals uh, all season. Uh, historically, in uh, 311 uh, official meetings, 136 wins, 65 draws, 110 defeats. The last 10 meetings between the two clubs, six wins, two draws, and two defeats for uh, Benfica. And the uh, last time Sporting has beaten Benfica at the Luge for a league competition was uh, back in October 2015. And uh, since the new uh, Estadio de Luge is hoping Benfica's record at home against Sporting is 13 wins, six draws, and uh, three defeats. So kind of the opposite of uh, how Chris is talking, how we've got that inferiority uh, when we go up to uh, Porto. We kind of have uh, Sporting's number uh, in recent history. And JJ's numbers against Sporting are ridiculous as well. I don't know if you got those numbers in front of you, but I know Let he's got crazy stats. Up, yeah. Now, the question I got before Alfredo goes, you know, takes off, 
which is um, you mentioned Benfica leads the league in goals and best defense. Pa, 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 pa. Now, I don't know if you guys know because I don't know. Did this <laughs> practice against Blue Lenses? Did, did, did the final scoreline of 7-0, was that applied to the stands or did they get the 3-0 forfeit? I, I don't know about it, I, so I'm asking you guys. Right now, it's currently at 7-0, and the, okay. the uh, seven goals for that brings it up to 34 goals scored. Yeah. Um, Artur Soares Dias is the, the referee that's been named for, for this game already. We already know. That's simple, Mitch. Uh, well, he's, he's, no, but I'm not. He's, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Considered uh, one of the top guys. I had a Sportingista complain already. Oh, but he gave he gave Sporting last year in the game against Benfica two yellow cards in 18 minutes. I said, oh, okay. Now I, I don't remember. Oh, but it was against. I don't remember what happened to Sporting. I care less about Sporting. But 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 I said, but look, uh, the question I have for you is, were those two fouls yellow card worthy? I don't care if the guy gives Benfica 10 yellow cards. If they're all worth it, then it is what it is. That's what I want to know. Well, you know, it's subjective. Uh, okay, here we go. So that's that's Sporting East's already. The game hasn't even been played yet, but they're already crying. That's what they do. Yeah, they're, they're already crying that they, they didn't get the tickets. And and Benfica's already come out and said that the reason why they didn't get the tickets faster is because their, their ticketing system... Um, needed to be adjusted, you know. So, so it starts. I mean, we're it's going to be Wednesday tomorrow. Expect things to heat up. But here's the is the question, and, and I'll ask you, Dave, first. Uh, and I know that's early in a championship, but but, but what do you think? Uh, what do you think of a Benfica win in this game, man? I'm I'm confident. Even uh, last season, I know we kind of split the uh, decisions, the one nil defeat at the Avalad and. The four-three uh, def- or victory at the uh, game of the end of the season that didn't mean anything. I'm uh, I'm confident with uh, how this Benfica team is uh, going into this uh, this match. Um, not to say that this is uh, um, a sporting that is uh, on the weekend uh, and even with uh, Paulinho out, I think they're uh, still a strong match. But I think. Uh, we have that uh, that mental edge, if you want to call it, over this uh, sporting. Just like uh, Porto kind of has our numbers uh, as of late, I think Benfica has uh, Sporting's number, and I think uh, we take the three, uh, the full three points uh, on Friday. Yeah, I'm. I'm just thinking that um, you know, a, a, a win for sure would, would would set some kind of a, a message here, right? Because both Sporting have. Both Sporting and Porto have been consistent uh, into the, this um, this part of of the season, uh, but uh, I I think that Benfica has been a little bit inconsistent, and I think that uh, being in third place currently, I think that you need to kind of make a make a point with this game. Uh, yes, I think that uh, what Sergio mentions that that Polinia is uh, is a big loss for Sporting, uh, but. Uh, I think that uh, I think Sporting has enough talent to pull this one out. I just think that Benfica, if position by position, I think they have a much better team than than Sporting on paper. But we need to put it on. We need to put it on the field. Shannon, what do you think, man? What do you think about uh, this game? It's going to be one of those games we see every time between these two these two big Portuguese clubs, and uh, you know. Um... Teams are going to go at each other, obviously. Sporting has been playing well of late. Uh, Benfica's got 
the pressure of playing at home. Sporting's defending champion. Mefica has to come get the victory. Uh, you bring it back, Ruben Amorito started to lose. Um, all that nonsense going back and forth about him being Benfiquista. If he's not Benfiquista, I think the guy's proved uh, already for once and for all that, that he's a Sporting East and he's got Sporting's best interests at heart. JJ is also an interesting character. Uh, as we know, in these big games he likes to invent, we hope that he doesn't. Uh, I think due to the fact that Benfica is playing at home, they're missing Palinha, a very important player in the midfield for them. Benfica coming off a very impressive 7-0 victory. You know, the confidence <laughs> is flying high. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think Bifiga favorites at home, and I and I expect Bifiga to come away with a victory here. Yeah, no, I think that uh, I think you you hit the the nail on the head. That I think playing at home, you have to be considered favorites, regardless of where you stand on the table. And we all know that uh, derbies, you could usually throw away the moments of form because a derby is a derby. There's always a a, a different uh, motivation to uh to play derbies and it's perhaps the the easiest week for coaches in terms of motivation are these uh derby uh these weeks um on the run-up to uh to the derby so look i i expect a, a benfica win you know that's that's where we gotta be me too me too me too i want a nice performance for benfica i want to be a nice clean game i don't you know i don't want to have any of these Referee controversies, but you know how in Portugal it is, man. If Mefica wins, Sporting's going to cry. If Sporting wins, Mefica's going to cry. I'm just so tired of all this nonsense going on in Portugal, all off the field. I think for the most majority of the time, the story's always off the field. It's always, you know, all this BS that goes, I mean, I shouldn't say off the field because refereeing decisions are on the field. You know what I'm talking about. But I mean, in terms of how clubs, how the teams play. I want them to be... You know, commanding victory by Mifika, play at home, play with authority, come out there, play with that guy that we love to see. At the end of the day, it's your house. You have to defend your turf and, and sporting. Um, you know, we should let them know that they got lucky with that championship last year. <laughs> They're coming off a, a, a very important win against Dortmund. Then the, and the Yeah, they qualified. The round of sixteen in the Champions League. They're Not very, out. they're very happy and flying high. Uh, Sporting is all the sharks <laughs> like this already. Sporting. Now, nah, but look, credit to them. They did what they had to do. Not a lot of people expected them to uh, to come away and get out of the group stage. I mean, call it what you want. The fact is, they lost their first two games, and after since that, they've turned it around. They got shellacked by uh, Ajax, if you guys remember, and they lost to Dortmund. And ever since then. I think they've done the impossible. I don't think any of us, especially after losing those first two games, any of us, you know, Sporting East is included. I don't think anybody expected them to come out of the group. So credit to them. Uh, Ruben Amorim has this team playing, at an, you know, with, with, with a lot of confidence. We've seen that he knows how to make adjustments when when the team needs it. And obviously that's, that's the concerning part going into this game. But at the same time, I think Benfica do have uh, a team that's, Got a little bit more consistency this year than we did last year. You know, Juan Mario's brought a little stability in the midfield. Otamendi's another year, another, you know, more leadership. Uh, be concerned, obviously, um, with who will be that third center back. Will JJ play the 4-4-2? Will he play the, the three center backs at the back? And that's what I mentioned before about JJ usually likes to invent things in these games. So um, it is a concern. Will we really go back to Andre Almeida? I mean, he did start yes. to come. No. <laughs> so Andre Almeida is your guy. Andre Almeida is the guy that's starting this weekend. So 
Vamos ver. I mean, look. It's anytime if he can play, I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. I, I, I really am. I think we need to come away with a convincing victory. But at the end of the day, any type of victory against Sporting, I think, will be enough to turn the page and get past this past week because it's been absolute nonsense off the field with 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 you know what's going on with this game, and then obviously the investigations going up north and uh, everyone trying to muffle all that. So I just look. Let's talk about football and let's. Uh, Let's get a nice victory here for Benfica so we could concentrate on that. And here's the thing, man. Um, it, 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 and obviously, if you follow Benfica on, on a regular like like we do, you know everything that's been going on in these past three, four weeks, right? At, at first, there was that whole blowout with Otamendi. Then there's this. Then there's that. Uh, all of this is really the media trying to split up Benfica. And if there's a time where Benficistas need to unite and put aside their differences to protect the club in the way that we know how to, now is that time, right? We don't need, regardless of whether you're against uh, uh, Rui Costa or this or that, or if you knew everything that was going on with Vieira, at this time, you need to put that aside. You need to put the Rui Costa aside. You need to put Vieira aside. You need to put... Uh, McDonald's man aside, you need to put all of that aside and you need to support the club and you need to unite around the club and really be very active in the social media when 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 there's an attack by the Comunicação Social or the, the media outlets on Benfica. You kind of need to question that uh, and you got to think about where's this coming from and what intent is this piece of news uh, being put out there. Uh, that is that is the biggest thing right now that Benfica needs. Benfica needs their fans to be united. Benfica needs uh, their fan base to not uh, have any questions about what's going on and about all the work that's being done. We need to unite around this team because I got to tell you, this month of December is going to be a very, very tough month for Benfica. Two games against Porto, one game against Sporting. You got Kiev, uh, which comes up. Uh, on Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, as we record this, which is a, an extremely important game for Benfica. If Benfica is to have any uh, aspirations to continue in a Champions League, we need to beat Kiev. Uh, but all of this comes at a time, at a very critical junction, a juncture in the season. So we need to be behind Benfica and supporting this team, man, regardless. Regardless of whether you like the coach, regardless of whether you like Lukasta or you dislike him, uh, you need to support the team. That's just, it's that simple. I was just reading the comments here and I saw a comment by um, Sergio Jafost where he mentions this is, where is it at? First full classical, full, bleh, first full house classical slash derby at the lose since the pandemic started. The lose is going to be hopping. Our fans are going to bring the heat. Look, yes, as of right now. But with the current situation in Portugal, with the pandemic, you know, starting to flare up a little bit more and these cases popping up all across the country, uh, we'll just be hopeful that there's a game on Friday. So, look, for our sake, the house will be packed and everyone will still be allowed in, but fingers crossed. I, I don't want to uh, rain on that parade, but uh, Peace Soccer just posted a clip here from Ebola saying that Benfica now only expecting uh, twenty to 30,000 uh, due to new COVID protocols being yeah. put in place. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you what. As of December first, 
the new rules by the government is that in order to attend a football match, you will not only need your vaccine vaccine card, right? So you need to be vaccinated, but you also need a negative test to get into the stadium. So now it's a it's a it's a double card, uh, right? So vaccine and negative test. So obviously that's probably going to push a lot of people away uh, from doing that. Uh, vaccine tests cost money. There's no one out there giving tests for free in Portugal. Tests cost money. And Chris, what what do we pay before we went to uh, the Munich game? Was it uh, twenty twenty four dollars for the test that that we did? I didn't, go I didn't go Euros. to that game. I don't know what you're talking about. You got Braga games I went to. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that Braga two game. Two understood each other. I don't know. And at the time, I wasn't doing – there was no COVID, so. Get out of It was $25. You're asking me. It was 25 euros that I paid to uh, to get that test. My, I think my dad told me that he could get tests at 10 euros. But still, 10 euros is 10 euros, man. Ten years is, is it could be a meal, could be a, a febra, even small. It's beers so, for the boys at uh, Mega Bar before the the game there. Right. So obviously, with those uh, rules now being into effect, it's going to push away some people, or going to detract some people from going to the game, and they'll just watch it at home on on BTV. So, what else is out there? That we could say, oh, the the B team, <laughs> the B team in Estrela da Amadora. That's another fiasco there, that they wanted to Estrela uh, da Amadora wants to process the linesman because the the linesman apparently, after being insulted for for most of the game, turned turned around and told somebody to go fuck off. <laughs> so now they want to process the linesman because he acted unprofessionally. Uh- when uh, if you uh, abuse them, they're allowed to abuse you too, uh, verbally. Are they not? Well, you're not. You, I mean, you're not. You're not. To. You're not supposed. So what I, I seen, I saw some some noise about that, but I didn't obviously. But there, there's didn't. a couple other things that went on in that game that uh, that they're complaining about. But that uh, that just struck me as super funny. That the referee just turned around and told them to go fuck off, and so they're they're all mad and they're going to process the referee. Um, apparently, there was. Uh, a couple things going on in Estrela da Amadora, who, by the way, has just come up from the third league, is clamoring to have VAR on the second league. So go go figure that one out. But uh, yeah, apparently something went on and Benfica benefited from referees' calls. And you know how it is. Benfica is always the one. Uh, we're, we're the owners of all of this, Benfica is, and we control everything. So... It's it's fashionable to hate on Benfica. You guys know that. Anyway, Xiana, what do you got? What else you got before we go? Uh, nothing. <laughs> but I'm all I, I don't know. This whole game, this whole situation, boy, it, it took some of the enthusiasm away. Um I'm talking about all this stuff because there's just so much noise in Portugal, and 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 it's mostly it's obviously this case, this happened to be on the field, but you know all these accusations and all these ongoing searches and and investigations and you know finger pointing and you did this, I did this, and but but it's just you know it, in Portugal rather than speaking the truth, people 
first see what club is involved and and if it's a club that they like they don't like and then they you know based on the color then they'll decide to defend their attack and it just it's getting tiresome um as you know alfredo and dave you know i speak to a lot of different people in american media and world media and it's just like every time these people are reaching out to me it's always something to mock the Portuguese league or Benfica or something like that. And it just so happens, as we stated before, so happens that Benfica is involved in this once again. And look, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't make any sense as to, you know, why Benfica would be involved in any of this BS. But in Portugal, man, you just never know. You never know what to believe. And it's just tiresome. Like, can we just keep it on the field? Can we talk about <laughs> the big matchup that we're talking about? You know, Benfica and Sporting, the, the crosstown rivals. It's going to be a big game. Um, it's a huge derby. That's what we should be talking about. You know, how, how big of a miss is Espalinha going to be? Is Darwin going to come in and, you know, and play with that same confidence? Is JJ going to play with three up top? Like, we should be talking about that. Not this stupid nonsense. Yeah. That makes me not want to talk about this, man. To, to be perfectly honest, this whole this old news about uh, Pinto da Costa that's come out, uh, that doesn't surprise me. We've, we've known that this has been going on. There's a reason why Pinto Costa and Luis Fiera met before this whole thing <laughs> went down because Luis Fiera probably said, hey, just so you know, after me, they're coming for you. Anyway. Bro, the funny thing, if you saw yesterday's Jogo cover, he says, vão ver que eu sou um gajo sério. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Is it gonna be uh is it gonna be Seferovic uh, plus uh plus ten for the uh sporting game? I know JJ made That's that a question, Dave. That's an excellent question. Sferovic will start Sferovic will start tomorrow. Not tomorrow, I'm sorry, right. on uh Friday. Yeah, that's a good question, same, man. Same lineup as the B side game then is what we're going with. Yeah, I would I would say so. What was the B side game? I don't um um Lázaro, Grimaldo, João Mário and Weigl, uh, Rafa, and uh, Darwin. No, I think Cibolinho will, will get the nod instead of Darwin. And it, but I think Seferovic will be up front. But if, if he plays with Seferovic, he's going to have to play with, with, with the three up top. That's Not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's what he's playing now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's going to play with the 3-4-3. He'll, he'll play with uh, Everton and Rafa on the sides. I think that uh, that Darwin would be good to bring in uh, halfway through the second half. Pocaval. Pocaval. Let the Cavallo loose. <laughs> hey, Boris. Welcome to the chat, bro. <laughs> Boris is a big fan of Porto. No, he's not. He's not? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Look, I I I I just think that due to what we saw at the company the other day, I, I think JJ he's got a soft spot for week. I think JJ is going to put him in. That's how you bring him back. That's how you get his confidence back. You saw the guy he almost missed that. But he shoots that penalty a little bit lower. The goalkeeper gets the side, and you can tell even after he shot, like oh. He thought, you know what I mean? He wasn't the most confident. I'll give him credit, though. He wasn't celebrating goals like Darwin. <laughs> Darwin's a straight stone killer. It just sucks that when he gets in front of the goal, instead of being killing, the only thing he's killing is the fans behind the net. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Svetovic starts. I think he's going to try to give him a huge confidence, a confidence booster. 
Yeah, I, I think that I, I'm with you on that. I think that Darwin's going to be deployed as a as a secret weapon in the second half, so he could run all over that Sporting defense. That's what I think. I second think that second half. I think that right now you got to go with the odd hand. The odd hand is Everton, and Rafa, despite Rafa hitting last game, didn't play all that well. Uh, but certainly, these players are going to be rested, ready to go. Um, I think that uh, Rafa and, and Everton, you gotta keep Everton on there because he's 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 heating up. Um, but uh, Seferovic, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past JJ if he started Seferovic. Seferovic so. and Paulinho on the field. Who you who you put your money on? <laughs> <laughs> who you put your money on to miss more more opportunities? Porto's lucky one. they got rid of uh, their own Seferovic with uh, Merega last season because those three of them... Merega, Tiking Suarez. They had uh, the three Stooges right there, Larry Curly Mo between the three of them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that is all that we got for this week. Next week we'll be back. We'll recap the Derby. We'll look ahead to Kiev and uh, Benfica's next. Uh, when is we play Kiev on Wednesday, right? Kiev on Wednesday, so oh, we'll so be we do we'll be here before Tuesday. before the Wednesday game. Thanks to all the Freddies that were on the chat. Um, there's too many of you for for yeah. me to mention the names. Grazie. <laughs> nah, yeah. thanks a lot, man. Thanks for keeping us company. Thanks for keeping us uh, entertained. Um, you know. You know, yeah, so. you guys uh, stay safe, protect yourselves and your family. We want to enjoy many Benfica titles. Uh, and look, talking about titles, just before we go, there would be a huge investigation or not an investigation, whatever the hell you want to call a decision coming up in January. Sporting can win three titles or four titles in in a, in a single day. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that when gonna, he, That's, that's going to make the news also. But wait, I think Benfica might be due for some championships. No, they're the opposite. They're the opposite. No, Portos do three, Sporting four, Benfica zero. Oh. I think they lose three from me and Hugo today. We're, we're actually talking about We're doing our research. I think they lose three from – if you go to Benfica's Wikipedia and you'll see they have 37 league titles and they have three uh, Campeonatos Portugal, whatever the hell it's called. And so those same years are – so the years that Benfica won the league title – out of 37, Porto and Sporting say they won those years. So what happens is they won those other campeonatos, the campeonato de Portugal or whatever it's called. So Benfica's got three of those titles. So they're going to lose three from up top. And that that honor uh, on the Wikipedia is going to disappear. They're going to break even. And the other clubs are going to get three and four. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if you look at Sporting, go to their, you go to their website, they already have 23 in parentheses over there, whatever. They, they already have, you know. Uh, 23 on the, on the bus. If you look at the bus, they got 23 titles. They are all over their stadium, too. So they're the only ones that win a title on the field once every 20 years, but yet it counts as four. So It's like leap year. It, like dog years or whatever. <laughs> Is it dog year, leap year? Yeah, it's to leap year. He's, he's, he's. All right, everyone. Take care. Have a great week. Stay safe. Later. Arrivederci.